I just went to an event at Monash Uni talking about careers beyond science, beyond science uh, bachelor's degree. So not, we're not talking about people with PhDs at this point. And I took down all of the questions that were asked and I thought I'd run through my answers or more, what would my response be if they were asked directly of me rather than the panel. I thought that might be useful for some of you out there. So the first question related to the role of venture capitalists in STEM in Australia and how they help raise funding or how they help the ecosystem. And from my perspective and taking from what was said in the room, basically it's about taking early stage discoveries that could have commercialization potential and funding them through to something that might end up being uh, commercialized. They're not necessarily themselves taking a, a good idea that probably has, that definitely has commercial potential and scaling it up. It's more the, the earlier stage development rather than the later stage development in Australia. The next question was specifically directed at me and it was a question of what is it that I specifically do. And so my typical day could be all manner of things. For example, today I attended this careers event that I'm talking about. Before that, I had a meeting with my assistant. Uh, after that careers event, I came home. I had a phone conversation with a potential collaborator discussing uh, some work that we might do together for another university. I then had an online meeting with another collaborator where we were talking about uh, jobs for PhDs and how we can help improve the job market by influencing recruiters and encouraging them to take on more PhD students. And then finally, I am uh, recording this video, but if I was, answered to the, if I was answering the question in a more general sense, uh, the, que the question was aimed at me from the perspective of why did I shift from wanting to have a medium-sized consultancy that, say, might have 10 or 20 people into something that is just about me. And that was mainly because I was not that, um, perhaps not that good at, but certainly that, that fond of people management. And the more people I took on, the less I found I was doing the work. So from my perspective, what I do is help people out, um, help work with people that have got PhDs, work with people that are getting their PhD to address the challenge of how can they uh, get what they want out of their career, you know, address the challenge of what do I do next, essentially. Um, the next question was directed at another pa panel member around their lack of um, like for social media or their their lack of presence on social media and and he responded to basically say he felt like he didn't need to add more noise to an already noisy environment and that his workplace provided him with enough information around how to make use of and use social media and he himself didn't need to be on it uh, and he was advocating the amount of free time that he freed up as a result. I'll leave it for you to decide whether you feel you need social media or not, but my personal view is it's a fantastic way to keep connected with people and if you're trying to build up your own reputation as a researcher or as a scientist, then social media is a very easy and accessible way to do that. Uh, I was also asked what business training I have and honestly, I've got no business training whatsoever. Uh, I've done my PhD, and while I was an employee at Monash University, I did a Cert four in project management, but all of my business knowledge and business uh, acumen has come from learning through doing, and that was a great way to learn for me, but I don't recommend it to all. Not everyone is um, equipped to do it, and there were certain some certainly some hair-raising times 
doing it that way sometimes that I wish I, if I had have known more I probably wouldn't have got myself into that situation so um, I recommend doing some small self-training even if that is watch some videos on YouTube or read some blogs that's a much better way than what I did it the next question from the audience was how much luck did I have in getting the role in the career that I am currently in and I guess this is not so much a question for me about luck or not luck it's a combination of two things hard work and what I would probably describe as privilege so you know looking at me I'm a white male middle-aged uh, in an English-speaking country I'm naturally going to probably find getting a job easier than say a female who is not in their home country who has a different skin color and that's unfortunately the reality of the world that we live in and I'm trying to do my best to identify uh, bias where it exists and call it out and similarly I'm trying to do my best to recognize that sometimes we have to work within that environment in order to get what we want and so from my perspective it wasn't so much luck as it was privilege the other thing that got me to where I am was hard work and recognizing that privilege gave me opportunities hard work helped me to keep them and to get there and so I guess if I was giving recommendations out to current students about what they should do I would say that doing something anything is better than doing nothing and um, I think there's a I'm not sure who it was um, that said this and I probably should know but uh, someone said the harder I work the luckier I got so it's worth remembering that uh, as you embark on your career the next question was what mistakes have I made and I've made many that's for sure some have probably been more detrimental than others as I mentioned earlier I didn't have business training and that led to cash flow problems early on in my business life uh, I have responded to people in ways that have probably not been the best on email or on voicemail. I have not treated clients as best as I would have liked. Uh, and so those things I've learned over time and I'm sure there's many more mistakes to come. I guess one thing that I am proactive about is trying to understand my mistakes and learn from them and grow from them, hopefully not make them twice. Uh, and the other thing that I aim to do around mistakes is not dwell on them too often. Uh, a lot of the mistakes that people were referring to in the careers program or in the careers event was around decisions and opportunities missed or not taken and I believe that most if not all of us make the best decision we possibly could at the time we made it with all of the information we had at hand and obviously looking back you feel like you should have made a different decision but you know different things you've experienced the decision that you made and, and you can never go back and experience the other option the other decision uh, the next question was did planning help uh, and that was also in the context of what we had all described as our drunken man's walk or drunken woman's walk down the street is terms of our career you know stepping and stumbling from one thing to the next that didn't seem to have a lot of plan a lot of planning about it and my response to that is uh, how I always tackle planning that um, planning is essential but plannings you can forget uh, plans you can forget and I guess that what that basically says is the process of planning is what prepares you to take action when you see an opportunity, but the plan itself might not bring the opportunity forward, if that makes sense. So the, the plan itself, you might follow it or not, but it's the planning that prepares you for the opportunity, not the plan itself. 
The next question was, would did I wish I had done anything different in the transition from uni into work? People talked about taking gap years or traveling more or traveling less or uh, things like that. And going back to my earlier comment, you, I'd made the decision that was best for me at the time. Uh, having said that, the one thing that I recommend to people is if you're thinking about a career to try and get your part-time work to align with that career in some way. And the best example I've seen of that is a friend of mine who ended up in uh, pharmaceuticals and prior to getting into that role, uh, she held a part-time job in a pharmacy and that really helped her become familiar with the drugs and other products that the pharmacist sold. And when she became a rep and worked in with drug companies, she was very aware of the drugs that were on the market in her respective category and outside it. So I'd say if you can do something like that, that'd probably be my best advice, but certainly getting a part-time job and learning what it's like to be in the paid workforce is is uh, essential to getting a long-term career and be able to transition quite easily from university into the workforce. The final question was, what's my advice about the recommended path for education? And again, so my career went from, or my education, sorry, went from bachelor to honours to PhD with no break in between. And they asked about the value of that. And from my perspective, that was exactly what I wanted. I wanted to progress as quickly as I could through all of that. Not to say that I couldn't have done it differently, but that was what I wanted. Uh, but for other people, that might not be the same. So you might find that you want to stop and experience some other part of life other than education before you continue on with whatever education you feel like you've got for yourself. Uh, and my advice to everyone is that you can expect to be learning throughout your whole life. So you can expect to do lots of self-directed learning. So like I said before, jump onto YouTube and educate yourself around business. Uh, and you can probably expect to do some other more formal training through employers. So if you're thinking about doing a course, but, but you reckon your employer might be able to help you get it, get through it or pay for it, then maybe it's worth putting off getting a job and then asking them to pay for it. I hope you found this useful. Look forward to seeing you next time.